Welcome to the Unisexual Healing Podcast. Alongside Ms. Go Within, I'm Joe Alexander. We're recording live on Anchor by Spotify. Ms. Go Within, how are you doing tonight? I'm feeling blessed and uh, glad to be here to unpack this very important topic. Yes, ma'am. So let's get right into it. Uh, the title of this episode is called Ecliptic Sunshine, the Story of Depression. All right. So any of you out there has either dealt with bouts of depression or know someone that's gone through or going through currently with depression. It is another one of those uh, public health crises that uh, has been touched on a lot of times, but um, when it becomes personal, when you're dealing with it yourself or you know somebody uh, that's gone through it, it, it hits different, obviously. It doesn't become a statistic to you. It becomes personal. And so I know no one wants to see anybody suffering or in pain. And it's a difficult topic to talk about because there is a level of sensitivity that goes along with it. Having difficult conversations like this um, can either make or break uh, friendships, relationships, and uh, the like. But like I said, it's a necessary conversation um, because all of us, in a direct way or indirect way, is affected by it. And so what we want to do tonight is that we want to uh, identify um, some traits and some um, uh, attributes on what depression is, what it looks like, how it affects uh, people. And since we're always a solution-based podcast, we're going to offer um, ways to uh, help cope and battle it and um, you know, come out on top. I mean, the, re- uh, the reality is, is that through life, you will have its up and ups and downs. And you will experience tragedy, um, disappointments, heartbreak, um, some things that are traumatic. And for certain situations, it will be difficult to um, just get over something. It, it takes time, uh, it takes practice, it takes prayer. Uh, and a, a strong support system. But some things are, are easy to get over than others. It could be challenging. So that's what we want to touch on tonight. Ms. Go, what you got for us? Well, <clears throat> again, once again, when you come up with these um, great topics, um, I just really sit back and, and really think about um, what I can pretty much offer um, to the conversation. And tonight for me, um, I really just sat and thought like, what was it like for me when I was in certain states of mind? Um, what did I see growing up, you know, and how depression or, um, stress or anxiety was looked, you know, what, what was it looked at like? Like, what were 
resolutions that I actually witnessed and then what were the ones that I applied. Um, I really just thought about myself um, because just as a reminder, um, I'm not a licensed psychologist. However, I am a life and femininity, femininity coach. And um, with that, I always want to offer um, remedies or solutions or, you know, things you can try based on things that I've tried, based on research and everything. Um, so more than anything, um, you know, when me and Joel are talking about these particular type of subjects, we really have heart with what we're, we're doing. We really have been in certain places in our life where we can truly empathize with those who are having um, certain difficulties. Um, so in the next segment, um, I want to get into, um, my, you know, personal um, situation. Um, also tell you, tell you all some things that I did personally to um, dig myself out of um, a certain ruts. Um, and later on, I want to talk about how, uh, you know, the neuroscience behind it, the biology and how women um, function and, you know, what happens with us in certain situations in our bodies um, that either prompt um, depressive symptoms come on or, you know, just, I mean, basically how, how it it happens for us basically. And, um, I'm hoping that I can shed some light, um, you know, shed some motivating words, um, so that you all can, um, really think about how to get yourself out of your state of mind. Yes, ma'am. You know, this is a very dense topic and it's kind of hard to cram everything together, all the information, the data, the personal experiences, in a 45-minute um, episode. But we're going to do the best we can tonight. And, uh, you know, our, our goal is to, you know, not diagnose our audience by any means because we're not <laughs> professionals in, in that way. But what we want to do is shed light on, you know, the information uh, that we've obtained through experiences uh, and through research and data and, and all these things and to uh, make it relatable to, to our audience out there. Because like I said in the beginning, um, all of us has been directed or indirectly um, affected by depression and, and the signs and the symptoms that uh, goes along with that. So, so let's dive right into it right now. Uh, depression. What is depression? It's more than just, someone that's in a bad mood, right? It's more than someone that is um, in isolation who are constantly, um, you know, showing uh, emotional overwhelmness. They're constantly crying. Um, they feels like their situation is hopeless. There's no way out. No one can possibly understand what I'm feeling. I feel like I'm in a unique situation that no one has experience in. So therefore, I keep to myself because not only do I uh, don't want to admit that I'm going through something, 
But at the same time, as a service to my friends and family and my significant other, possibly, I don't want to be a burden. Because I'm sure that they got their own problems going on in their lives. And they may not want to hear what I'm going through. It's not that they don't care. But again, just being human, being part of the human race, is hard. We have our ups and downs, the peaks and the valleys, good days, bad days. That is true. But for some of us, it's hard to get over things that may be simple to other people. And that's where help helps comes in. Okay. So the first line of depression is clinical. Now, what's clinical? Clinical depression deals with the brain, chemical imbalance. The part of the brain that makes us happy, that gives us that, that um, ecstasy feeling, is not registering to a clinical depressed person. It's hard for them to get happy. They can have everything that they can possibly want in life. They can have a perfect job. The kids are doing great. Um, their, their family is, is excelling. They may be in a relationship that is flourishing or they can be single and enjoying the, the dating process, but they still are not happy internally. Why is that? Well, like I said, the part of the brain that is um, causing and recognizing that happiness is just not registering. We see examples all the time with uh, public figures and celebrities who often commit suicide because they just can't find happiness, even through happy times, even through happy examples. I know people out there, it's like, well, I wish I could trade places with them. If I had a million dollars, I'll be the happiest person in the world which states that, hey, money doesn't buy happiness, that old cliche. And we see that through an example of people just shutting other people out, self-medicating with drugs and alcohol, risky behaviors, domestic violence, criminal activity. All of that plays a, a, a contributing factor into what makes a person depressed. Now, what does a person do about that? It's a combination of seeking professional help, being able to talk to someone, and or medication to get your brain functioning right. There's not an overnight fix, but if you stay disciplined and you practice, eventually your life will get better if you choose to go that route. Now, the other part is circumstantial depression, which is pretty much self-explanatory. Your circumstances will determine whether or not you're happy or depressed. If you're going through a bad breakup, if you lost your job, if you have a uh, family member who passed away, if you have a, um, a, a chronic illness, 
all those things can contribute to depression. And once again, you find yourself isolated, thinking that you're in a unique situation that no one else has never gone through before. And you don't wanna burden anybody by your problems. The thing about it is too, that your circumstances may be temporary. It's not gonna last forever. Your circumstances can change. You can find another job. You can find another significant other, okay? There is light at the end of the tunnel. That's only if you choose to do that. But you have to put in the practice necessary to walk yourself out of depression. So we're just um, giving some examples of what depression looks like. And uh, later on, I'm going to um, dive a little deeper um, into specific symptoms and signs of what depression uh, is and what it entails. For someone that is dealing with, the, uh, dealing with it themselves or knows someone that's dealing with that. Talk to us, Ms. Go. Um, thank you for first of all for painting um, such a vivid picture, and um, um, you do so good at uh, doing that. Um, well, like I said, um, there has been periods in my life where um, I was very sad. Um, I was stressed. I mean, I can recall at a very young age. Um, you know, crying about certain things and having specific traumas happen to me and not really at that point understanding, um, you know, certain things and, and why I was so sad and, you know, <clears throat> different things like that. Um, but kind of being made to, um, always dry my tears and, you know, go to school, dry my tears and take care of your siblings, you know, dry my tears. So we're always kind of, I'm not going to say we, but I was taught at a very young age to um, kind of like man up. You know what I'm saying? Um, not that it's like I couldn't cry, but that, okay, you cried. Now it's time to move forward. Um, and so that after a while kind of became habit um, to the point where um, once I got into my late teens and my early 20s, um, you know, before I had my daughter, uh, I would just not really cry. I, I would just be more angry, right? Um, so, you know, I was I was known as the, you know, hothead who, you know, was ready to snap off, you know? And, um, and, I, and I truly just was not gentle with myself. And so after I had, you know, my daughter, um, you know, you know, liter literally was pregnant, um, and then after I had her, I had postpartum because mind you, um, towards the end of my pregnancy, I was a full-time psychology student. Um, and I was literally doing back-to-back, -back, um, you know, assignments, writing papers 
and all of that. And then I had my daughter and I breastfed her. And I can remember times where I was literally had her on a boob and I'm sitting in front of my computer typing out papers and really, and, and, and sad, you know what I'm saying? It was so weird. I was in school for psych and I was sad. You know what I'm saying? About the certain, you know, about my circumstance, about, you know, um, you know, I was dealing with things with her, you know, her dad and family. And it was just a lot on my plate. But again, a lot of times, and I know there's women who identify with me, you just got to push. Like you're looking down at your kid and you're like, basically F my feelings right now. I got to do what I got to do. Um, and I did that for a very long time um, until I, ca- I think I can remember walking down the street one time and I literally had a nervous breakdown. And I, and when I tell you, when people say, oh, I had a nervous breakdown, you just think, oh, girl, you just lost your shit. But excuse my language, but literally um, my mind, my emotions, everything f- flew through my body. And it was like a rush of un, unexplainable different emotions. My mind seemed like, you know, if you're watching a program on TV and it just goes like static and it's, it's like blinking in and out, like literally I lost my shit. You know what I'm saying? Thank God I didn't really like, you know, I didn't hear voices or nothing. But at that moment, I was like, oh my God, I, I need to figure this thing out. And I called my mom and I was like, mom, I'm tired. I finally was like, I'm tired. I'm doing so much. I need help. Blah, 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 blah. Y'all. It was, I just need to breathe right now. Just thinking about it. And so right now too, (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, it was just, keep going with it. It was just a lot guys. And we, we as human beings, like we're going through this life and mind you, anybody that knows me is kind of, I'm the kind of person who's like, thank God, no matter what, you know what I mean? Like you got breath, you got food, you got a roof, all of that. But honey, when I tell you this car was looking great on the outside, but it needed an oil change, a tune up, a transmission change. When I tell you I needed some inner work, I needed some more than just inner work. I needed some care and consideration of exhausting you know like on levels I was exhausted on levels and you know I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna land this plane but I was going through it as a woman I was 23 years old you know with all this pressure and working too guys okay eventually working too so let me tell you, I wanted to just, you know, say that particular piece so that you guys can know, you know, for all the naysayers who are like, what does she know? She's not licensed. I went to school. Okay. Me and Joel both, um, different life circumstances, you know, happened to me or whatever. But when I tell you, it don't take a, a, a licensed person to tell you when you are going through something, when you, um, you can you can grow through what you go through and you can give advice to others, you can be a testimony to others regardless. Because the bottom line is the best person to give a testimony 
I'm not going to say the best, but wisdom with going through things in life can help other people. And when you have the heart like we have, that is what we want to do. I could, with all the research that I've done, even on my own after school, after being in school, I could be a doctor, a nurse, a psychiatrist, all of that, because I care about myself, my child, the people that I love and the people in this world. Like that's the point. Um, but let me get back on task and then I'm going to land this. I promise. I'm saying this too, to the, to the women out there that we have a lot of things going on with us already the way that we're made, you know, with all these different hormones, you know, when you're having a kid inside of your body, we have, um, menstrual cycles. And I just want to remind you to not be so hard on yourself because we typically live on the outside of ourselves, right? We live on the outside of ourselves, our external environment, as Joel spoke to, we live on the external, um, you know, the outside of our bodies, but the inside of our minds is giving it meaning. But when I tell you the part of depression is that sometimes you give yourself the wrong meaning to things. <clears throat> and this is why he said that it may take therapy because some, another person on the outside can actually give you the correct meaning to things. And I'll land there because there's many more things we need to talk about, but I just wanted to give my own testimony um, to how it feels as a woman, as a black woman, as a single mother woman who is hardworking and trying to push forward. And I'll end there. As always, Ms. Go, thank you so much for sharing your personal stories and your journey. I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that can relate and that it resonates too. So as always, thank you so much. And I'll piggyback on what you were saying about walking around on the outside, looking like that you have it all together, but internally, hmm. it was a disaster. Hmm. I mean, FEMA needs to come inside your body and just do all types of cleanups and, you know, rearranging and all that stuff. Mm. Look, I don't know if anybody has paid attention to this commercial. It's been running for like a couple years now where they're advertising um, depression medication, where you have people um, walking around with these uh, smiley faces on sticks and they put it right in front of their face to hide what they're really feeling. And I'm sure, again... There are people out there that is like that. Mm -hmm. Now, if it was possible <laughs> to walk around like we have x-rays to see what's really going on mm -hmm. in front of our bodies, there would be a lot more concerned people. There would be a lot more people uh, inquiring, hey, are you doing okay? But we were taught to suck it up, pull your uh, boots by the, uh, by the straps, and keep it moving. Mm -hmm. You cannot keep it moving. Right? Because the fact of the matter is, your mind is racing as well as your heart because you're under a lot of stress. And whatever is causing the stress is also causing the depression. Right? Mm -hmm. So the facts are that the earliest onset statistically, for depression is in your 30s, which makes sense because in your 20s, 
specifically in your early 20s, you're still trying to figure out life. You are ascending. You're trying to get somewhere. By the time you get into your 30s, you should have some idea of what you want to do with your life, both personally and professionally. But sometimes it may not be the case. You still got some figuring out to do. Or there could be some roadblocks that is preventing you from getting you to where you need to go. That is causing the stress. So there's a lot to figure out at an early age. There's somewhat of a identity crisis in your 20s. Your brain is not fully matured until you're 25. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. So when, while you put in perspective, me, I, was, I got married at the age of 23. I had my first child by the time I turned 24. Okay? So being a newlywed, being a first-time father, and still being under 25, that was a recipe for disaster. There was a lot of stress. There was a lot of things I needed to figure out as a man, as a father, and as a husband. All of those situations was new to me. So, of course, I had my bouts of depression. And, of course, since I'm a man, I can admit that I'm struggling in certain areas. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is that I didn't take into consideration that even if I don't speak it, I'm going to show it. My internal struggles will be exposed, whether I wanted to wanted it or not. So the things that I know now, I wish I could have uh, talked to somebody while I was in my 20s, trying to deal with all these life changes, all at the same time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't one by one. Everything was happening all at once. So I felt suffocated. I felt trapped. And that's why I started having panic attacks. And, and you know, mm -hmm. it, it'll kick in at, at random times. I could be in a grocery store shopping, and then all of a sudden panic seeks in. Now I have to leave the store and tell my, tell my wife, like, you know, you got to go. Because whatever I'm thinking about, I couldn't handle. So there's different factors that plays into um, the signs of uh, depressed people. Um, you have life events. You know, people that have gone through neglect and all types of abuse, mental, physical, sexual, that contributes to depression. Um, substance abuse, obviously, alcoholism, drug abuse plays into your depression because it alters your mind. It alters your mood. Um, and, it, and it just changes everything. You're not your, you're not your real self under the influence, so that plays a factor. Okay, certain uh, medical treatments, uh, medicine, just either over the counter or through the pharmacy, that can alter your mood and how you feel about things. That can cause depression. 
Um, mental disorders, just like bipolar disorder, personality disorder, um, comes with the attributes of depression. So those are examples of different people battling substance, um, past trauma, and substance abuse, okay? That's how we identify uh, people that, that are depressed. Now, if you're dealing with it yourself, as a man, and I'm speaking to the man now, like I said earlier, it's already hard enough to admit publicly that we're struggling in areas that are personal, that we're still trying to figure out who we are as people, found out what our role is, how should we function as a single man or being in a relationship, figure out how we can be in the best position possible at our job. How can we climb up the corporate ladder? How can we improve ourselves as men? And if things are not happening the way we expect them to, it's not happening fast enough. We're getting pressure from everybody. There's a lot of comparison out there. At this age, you should be at this point in your life. And if I don't be at that point, does that make me a failure? You may have to question that. You have to go at your own pace at the end of the day. And, and it's real. Some people um, get success earlier than others. But that doesn't make you um, insignificant or irrelevant. You just have to wait a little while longer and go through the natural progressions of good decision-making and stay in the course, trusting the process. But just in case it doesn't happen, fellas, you cannot crawl under a rock or go into a cave. You got to talk it out, man. You got to talk to somebody. And like we said on many podcasts before, we can't stress enough about seeking professional help. That is unavoidable. Now, reading self-help books and, and, and reading articles and, and watching videos, that's good, too. But you cannot avoid speaking on your behalf of what's really going on. Because when, you, when you're reading or watching the video, they can't respond to you. You can't talk to the screen. You can't talk to the book and expect criticism or um, advice. You have to seek somebody professionally. There are people out there that is willing and able to help you. And then, like I mentioned earlier before, your friends and family or significant others, they're not trained professionals. They love you. They care about you. They want what's best for you. But at some point, they're going to grow tired of you know, seeing you in a, in a dark cloud walking around like the world is just on your shoulders and there's so much pressure on you. They don't want to see you in a rut. They don't want to see you drinking and smoking and, and, and messing your life up because you're internalizing and you're suppressing all these emotions and you don't want to talk. And you can't be mad that they're trying to push you in a direction where you should get help. 
That's what a loved one does. They're trying to support you. There's only so much that they can hear. And there's only so much that they know with limited knowledge and experience. And you get frustrated because they're not hitting the mark. When you do decide to talk, but just simply seeing someone go through the motions and just waking up every day in a bad mood, just expecting the worst all the time, being pessimistic. At some point, they're going to grow tired of it. So you got to understand the impact of how it is with your loved ones. It affects them too. It's affecting them indirectly. Why are you being affected directly? And it's time to make a change. Ms. Go, what you got? Okay, so <clears throat> you, you've given a lot of examples, uh, you know, of what can cause um, depression. And I just want to, I want to make sure that we cover a lot of different um, what things that could cause depression because anybody out there listening, you know, you may resonate with some of the things we give. So I'll just kind of go through it. And again, we're talking about all ages here. Okay. We're not leaving anybody out. So puberty, you know, if you're wondering why your teen is, is in the room, you know, moody and, and playing loud music and, and, and not want to talk, they could be depressed. Um, you know, not showering, taking care of their body, you know, their body maintenance and things like that. Um, they could be depressed. Um, PMS, again, you know, it's known that PMS could lead to depression. I mean, as women, we're losing a lot of blood, a lot of hormones is attached to that, um, emotions and things like that. Pregnancy, um, menopause, you know, for some women, um, work overload and the pressure from a job, you know, um, sexual, um, physical abuse, um, you know, anxiety, um, you know, you, you talked about drug and alcohol abuse, um, as well. Um, <clears throat> toxic relationships because you're constantly trying to figure out and help a person, um, or just, you know, the up and down roller coaster of a toxic relationship could really affect uh, a person and cause them to be depressed. Um, a big one, self-hate, self-hate and insecurity can cause depression. And another thing that can cause depression is lack of understanding. Okay. Because you're, you don't, you only, we only know what we know, right. To the capacity of our knowledge. So, you know, you could be depressed because you're not understanding something about yourself or you're not understanding something about why your family is going, what they're going through. And it can, you know, um, cause you to have depression. And also again, what Joel talked about, which is some of these, these things are actually chemical imbalances in your brain. And what I do know and understand is that certain parts of the brain, um, could get inflamed from these different chemical imbalances. And when your brain is inflamed, just think about it. It's like having, just like when you get a headache and you're like, oh, like a migraine, it's like your brain is getting bigger inside. There's like heat in there. I mean, uh, you know, so they have done research on on this type, these type of things where it's a, a physical act happening inside of yourself. Um, the reason why you are depressed, okay? 
so you know with that being said all of these different things that can contribute to you being depressed i want to re oh i'm let me let me let me say this let me say this and then i'm gonna get off into um helping you guys understand this another thing that can cause depression is nutrition or the lack thereof I spoke about this before and I want to make sure to say none of those other things apply apply to you. So you don't got no kids and no family issues. You got the greatest job in the world. You got money, you, you know, all of these type of things. The one thing that people leave out is nutrition. So our bodies are made up over a hundred, you know, some, we're, we're 75% water, we need a hundred and something minerals and really we only get like four or five. Right. Um, and so when, just like I referred to a car before, when you are lacking in nutritional value in your body, your body is going to respond a- in a certain way and give you an alert that you are missing something. And so when you, when we're having these headaches or women getting fibroids or, all these different kind of things, men having, you know, ED and all this type of stuff. Um, there is nature's medicine, meaning find out what you are missing your diet, change your diet. That's, that's one of the um, things that I was going to suggest as far as solution is like, I gave a testimony before that for a while I was having like headaches, right? I was like, why I got headaches. You know, I, you know, I eat pretty good. Like I've always been very health conscious when it comes to my eating, but still was having these headaches and I'm, and the doctors are just like, Oh, you're fine. You know, they always just like, Oh, you're fine. Until I asked them to do me a vitamin panel and come to find out. And I suggest each and every person that's listening to this, if you haven't done this, go get your vitamin panel, go see what it is that you are missing. And when I tell you they found out that my vitamin D, which is very important, it's not just for bones. You can research this yourself. It's not just for bones. Um, My vitamin D was at four and the lowest is 20. Okay. So my brain and my body was like squeezing itself to let me know that you are missing. Soon as I started taking vitamin D supplements, headaches went away. So, and because you could get diagnosed, oh, you're depressed or you're this or that. And it could just be that you're lacking in a certain nutrition. And okay, so the clock is ticking down on our time here. So let me just wrap it up on this end as far as like solutions. As Joel said, go seek therapy. If you want to have someone you can identify with of the same ethnicity, fine. And also I would say, find out what kind of therapy you need. Cause some people need cognitive therapy, behavioral therapy, which Joel um, is in also um, just do what, find out what kind of therapy you need because you don't want to just go sit in the chair and just be blabbing to a doctor that don't know what to do with you because you need a certain type of therapy. Um, physical s- self-care such as meditating, you know, breath work, prayer, that is very good to have yourself aligned with God and making sure that you prayer. I mean, you, you know, you do your prayer, retrain your brain by 
you know, um, giving yourself affirmations every day. Like I have, if you come into my house, you're going to see things on the wall that are like positive words or something that just reminds me and affirms, you know, positivity, listening to positive music. I mean, if you're depressed, don't go listening to no love songs and you are depressed about love. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever the case is, listen to more joyful life filled music. Um, also change changes. Okay. Meaning if you are in a toxic, abusive relationship that is causing you to be depressed and you live with the person move. Okay. And whatever steps that takes that you got to do, but your, you are the, 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 the driver in your car. Okay. Don't sit in the passenger seat and allow somebody to take you down the road of depression, to take you down the road of wanting to hurt yourself, to take you so far away from yourself that you don't even want to be a mother or a father because you're so sulking in this toxic toxicity. You have to take your control back in the driver's seat. Okay. And love yourself enough to do whatever you need to do to heal yourself. And yeah, that's all I have for you on that. Yeah. So since we are a solution-based podcast, I would like to add on a few things uh, that Ms. Go has uh, wonderfully mentioned. Um, another one could be exercise. Yes. Right. Working out. Uh, not only is it a healthy way to, you know, get rid of that excess energy and, uh, built up tension, whatever, but there's a sense of accomplishment that can get your mind off of whatever it is that is troubling you. You know, it, it triggers that part in the brain of, of happiness and fulfillment, knowing that you did a task that is good for your body and that is good for your soul. So we can't put uh, any more emphasis on exercising, right? And as Ms. Go said with music, absolutely, you know, put some uplifting a joyful um, music on that's going to uh, penetrate your soul, speak to your heart, put you in a good mood. Um, also getting a good, nice rest. That can help as well. Starting changing your sleeping habits. Because I know a lot of times if you're depressed and you're unhappy, you're solely thinking about that, it's going to keep you up at night. But if you change your routine a little bit, and start going to bed at a decent hour. I know it's easier said than done, but it's all about habit forming, practice, discipline in that area. You'll start to see improvements uh, with your mood and everything if you get a good night's rest, all right? And again, the bottom line is at the end of the day, please, please, please talk to someone professionally. <laughs> Give your friends and family's ears a rest, all right? They love you. They support you. They want to see you at your best. But by talking to them about the same thing every day, knowing that they got stuff going on in their lives that they need to take care of, and if there's no room in the conversation for them to mention about what they're going through and you have complete no interest <laughs> about what's going on with them, that really is the time to seek professional help. All right? Any final words, Ms. Go, before we go? Um, I would say that from when we came into this earth, we have experienced a lot of different things. As you talked about when you opened the show, 
As human beings, we have experienced a lot of different things. And these things and these events, um, you know, some traumatic for us, um, you know, they're compacted in this intricate and, and beautifully made um, mind and body of ours. You know, God did his thing when he made us. And we're constantly learning, you know, like in the medical field and in the psychological field, we're constantly learning new things all the time. So you, you don't be so hard on yourself where you're just kind of like, oh my God, why am I going through this or what? It could be a variety of reasons that you are going through what you are going through. The thing that the accountability part of it is it's still your body and it's still your responsibility to make sure that you can pull yourself up and try to help yourself. And, and, you know, just like Joel was saying that, you know, don't necessarily be a burden on someone if you can reach out and get a counselor. But if you are a person who is a friend to someone who is depressed um, or a family member or a love, you know, you're a love interest or whatever, or if it's your kid, just help them by supporting them. And, and maybe you can Google some, some counselors in the area and give, and, you know, hand it to them and tell them that you support them. You'll do drive them to their appointment or whatever, ever the case is human me, human beings need to get back to a place of love, of love and loving on one another and loving ourselves and doing the inner work. And we will be better off if we do that. And I'm so thankful for this, this episode. Thank you so much, Ms. Go. You've always been a blessing to these episodes with your insight and knowledge on our topic. Thank you so much. Before we get out of here, uh, we just want to say quickly that since this podcast has been going, we've just been so blessed um, with the episodes that we've been re recording and uh, some of the feedback, both positive and negative. We appreciate the input and we appreciate you guys taking the time out to listen to us and being faithful listeners. And so we just want to extend uh, our gratitude by, if you have any interest in joining the show and being a special guest to talk about, you know, specific issues or have uh, specific questions, uh, please reach out to us at our official Instagram page at unisexual underscore healing. We would like to hear from you. Uh, I'm sure that there's some thoughts and comments and, questions you may want to share with us. So we just want to invite y'all to the show, uh, be a part of this uh, great uh, broadcasting um, uh, a team of me and Ms. Go. Uh, we'll, we'll gladly uh, help and, and answer and, and address anything that's on your mind. So we just wanted to make this podcast as uh, interactive as possible. possible. So we just not be uh, up here talking and and not uh, truly responding to um to to the listeners and and to our guests that that listen to us every day. So yes. if you want to be a part of the show, let us know on our Instagram page, or if you just want to leave a comment, questions, mm -hmm. or anything. You know, we can read them on air and we can answer them or address them on air without you being there. So whatever it is that you're comfortable with, let us know at our uh, uh, Instagram page at unisexual underscore healing. For Ms. Go Within, I'm Joe Alexander. We want to say thank you for listening once again. And we just want to say God bless you. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.